0: Today's episode of Paul and All is brought to you by All Things Clock Shelves, of course, over on our Patreon page. Right now, you can hear two bonus episodes. Of Paul and all sales tales based episodes, where myself and two guests, Zach Tonkin and Jake Wolkin, respectively, uh, discuss various aspects of working in the blasted grocery store, as we've come to call it here in the clock shelves universe. Um, you could check out those right now on Patreon, exclusively on Patreon. They will not ever be released into the main feed. We name names and all sorts of stuff there. You could go check them out right now. Also on our Patreon, we are doing a new show from the shelves. Of course, you've heard versions of that on the podcast already. Myself and some guests discuss uh, things we've been enjoying and consuming, whether that be media, food, uh, meditation practices, uh, business-related things, Instagram pages, all sorts of stuff that we are uh, consuming and enjoying. You can hear all about that from the shelves over on our Patreon. And of course, um, upcoming episodes of Polynol, All, uh, upcoming episodes of MCU and Me, and so much more. We know we've been behind in releasing stuff here on the main feed. We are getting back to that very, very soon. I promise. In the meantime, you can head on over to Clock Shelves on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash clockshelves. Throw some dough if you choose to do so. Show us some support. You'll hear some clips from some of those things later on. And a kind of new thing in this episode overall. So check it out, patreon.com slash clockshelves. Until then, let's get on with the episode. This is a Clock Shelves Podcast Network production. Time for your host, JPC, talking about childhood to travel, to film and TV. everyone and welcome to another episode of Paul and All as always I'm your host Paul Casey and I am joined in what we're redubbing we previously called it the clock shelf studio but now it is the fortress of Politude. Now that I hear it out loud I'm not quite sure if I like it Anyway Joining me today in person is somebody who I have wanted to have back on the show for quite a while now. We're going to get into that. But before we do, let's let him reintroduce himself. Go ahead, sir.
1: You know him as uh, Ryan Kratz, because that's
0: his name. That's me. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, that is how we know you, is as Ryan Kratz. Um, Featured on the show previously um, At least once or twice Yes uh, So as I said I've try, been trying to get you back on the show For a little while now And we did actually We had you on the show a few months ago But unfortunately That episode will never be heard Because due to a File mix up It got deleted and that was a fantastic conversation that we had. Yeah, we talked about music. I told a funny work story. Um, we we spilled all sorts of things that um we are gonna yeah, get was, into some of teasers. it. Yeah, there was teasers, yeah. I forgot what? about all the so, teasers. So here, so the teaser is is sort of the the. Um, when I, I said to Ryan, like, this Oh, is cra-
1: it, realistically, it's already that time of year again where like we
0: wanted to, r- well, so that's, that <laughs> kind of brings it to, uh, where I wanted to go because I've been messaging Ryan for a few days now saying, Hey, you know, um, for anybody who doesn't know, we are, uh, we're wrapping up 2020 um, this is potentially the last Pollenol of the year. Now we're not at the the point where we should be in terms of like had we released an episode every week starting from all the way back in two thousand seventeen, but we are wrapping up twenty twenty, and um, we might be able to sneak one more episode in there. I'm not a hundred percent sure, uh, but um, we are getting near the end of the year. This has been quite the crazy year. For yours truly, but we and are yours untruly. Actually, it's been, it's been crazy. <laughs> yes, for no, anybody. absolutely, it has. Um, but uh, we, let's see. How do I want to go about this? So we're still in the the COVID era. Um, recently, in our state of Pennsylvania, things were pretty much shut down once again, including the job where Ryan, uh, well, one of the two jobs where Ryan works. So I knew me being ever the opportunist and selfish person that I am. One of my first thoughts was he'll be free for podcasting. Now there's no excuses. So I've been hitting him up almost daily going, what do you got going on today? What do you got going on today? What do you got going on tomorrow? And so on and so forth. And I finally wore him down, got him into the fortress of Politude. I'm saying it more to see if it Kick starts in my brain going, yeah, that sounds good. Still not 100% sold on it. Well, the first
1: time you said it, you didn't actually say it out loud. You said what was previously the Clock Shelf Studio is now, and then just didn't say anything. And then you said, now that I say it out loud. I didn't loud... say it
0: out loud? No, wait, what? Did I? I thought I did. <laughs> you did, yeah. Oh, alright. Don't, don't do that to me, man. Um. <laughs> anyway, um. So... I mean, I heard you, so if you didn't then we're a lot closer the, than the, i thought so, yeah the brain um, waves are working so without getting too much into the story cuz again you know not there's some things i'm not talking about uh, you know publicly or or whatever last year at about this time um, i was going through something incredibly terrible a few people have if you know you know if you don't either Um, it's not meant for you to know, or maybe you'll know one day, uh, you know, whatever. I was in a very bad state. Ryan was pretty much almost living here with me (laughs) because we were working on a super secret project. When we released the project, you'll a thousand percent know what he's talking about. Absolutely. But one of the things that kind of sparked it is so over the last few years, um many of you if you're a regular listener of the show you'll remember that I did um a uh, a wrestling podcast and whatever and I've been get, I've been getting into listening to wrestling podcasts over the last few years um where you know guys who were in positions of power in wrestling in the 80s, 90s and early 2000s kind of tell some backstage stories which is something that I absolutely love listening to um, I've talked many times about how I'm a big fan of, like, behind the scenes in film and all that sort of stuff. So, um, it stands to reason, of course, that I would want to hear behind the scenes of of wrestling and whatnot. Um, so, one of the things, I, I had I had an idea, I don't know how much we want to get into this, so you stop me if I start going a little too far, okay? I'm fine with releasing any information... So at one, at one point I was in the very early stages of writing basically an album, not necessarily a concept album, but just an album of stuff. And I've, you know, I've, I've written, I've written songs, I've written poetry and all sorts of stuff like that for years and in a roundabout way. And you'll, I think you'll understand where I'm going with this, Ryan. I think we caused the pandemic of 2020. And Ryan's looking at me now and looking kind of off going, how? And now you listeners out there are probably going, how did you... cause?" So, in the podcast... There was one of the guys, I'm not necessarily going to... Actually, I could say who, but it doesn't really matter. But one of the guys said that he was planning a wrestling pay-per-view at one point where it was going to probably be in, like, a stadium, maybe even on the actual football field or whatever, and there would be wrestling matches, and then in between the wrestling matches, there would be, excuse me, a KISS concert, And then at the very, at the stroke of midnight, the referee would be counting one, two, three on the very final match. And that three would be at the exact moment of the new year. And he was going to call this pay-per-view New Year's Evil. And I really liked that name. Now, cut to, I don't even know if you know this, Ryan, but cut to a year or so, a little over a year after having heard that story for the very first time, I'm going to cut back and forth between timelines here really quick. WWE is now doing a pay-per-view equivalent event in probably a week or so called new year's evil. <laughs> so cut back to sometime last year, I really latched onto that name, new year's evil and, and, and almost immediately. So I was listening to this podcast while at the job that I had, um, where if you go back and listen to, um, I shoot things for a living, um, that, that particular job, um, I got to listen, I got to have my headphones in pretty much all day and, and whatever. So I got to listen to a boatload of podcasts and catch up on stuff and whatever. So I started kind of mulling over some, some lyrics in my head and, started writing that I started writing a few other songs or whatever. And it, it basically turned into, um, you know, that mixed with, you know, stuff that happened, the, the breakup, we'll just say that and leave that as it is mulled into what I then called Ryan over for when I, you know, when everything happened and I'm like, Hey man, you, 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 make music, I write lyrics. Ryan writes lyrics as well. I'd like that on the record cuz I know if I don't he'll probably kick me. Yeah, but not
1: not like I want my lyrics to be deeper, but they
0: Are you Are you saying I write deep lyrics? You write deeper than I do for sure. All right. You hear that? I go deep. Tell your friends. No, I'm kidding. Um <laughs> <laughs> um so deep. Um <laughs> um But no, so I I was writing stuff and I was like, oh man, you know, we could, and we, we started to like crank some stuff out. Like we started like with a lot of steam and then, you know, real life sort of happened. Ryan was going for jobs and I was, you know, I needed to get back into working and whatever. And so we were still hanging out. We were still working on stuff. One of the biggest problems was when it came time to actually lay down vocals for stuff it was difficult because here in the fortress of politude, it becomes a bit difficult. Talking is one thing, but actually singing and projecting and and finding a space where it wouldn't necessarily echo back into the rest of the the space or into you know um, the neighbor space. Basically, it became a bit more difficult, and and you know again, real life happened, and and we sort of lost a little bit of steam. But the original plan was we were going to put out at least a song and potentially a music video and then like a like an ep of like five songs about five yeah. yeah and it was going to be called new year's evil now the way that i i say i think we sort of caused 2020 the whole like the pandemic and and all of the the terrible things Do you remember the lyrics of how my song, New Year's Evil, goes? It's time to take a quick break and listen to a clip from Sales Tales. That's one of those Patreon-exclusive episodes of Paul and All that I talked about. A bonus episode, if you will. Um, Here is Zach and I discussing the concept of being a manager but are you really being a manager and how do they treat people and managers especially at the blasted grocery store here's a clip of that episode that's you know. well that's the thing is beca- and and you ask any manager and they'll tell you the same thing they don't no matter what time they get out for the day or whatever they don't go home even if they have to do a clopen, which to be fair, I, I did see quite a few managers there do that, whether it was on purpose or just because, as we talked about briefly before we started, most managers uh, don't think that the place can run without them for a day, um, especially before a, a big holiday or a big sale or something like that. But most, uh, even even when a manager would do it, they you don't go home and go right to bed or you don't go home and do whatever. You unwind for a bit. You make it home, like you said. You shower, maybe you watch some TV, whatever. But, so, you said, what was it, nine, and then be back at what time?
2: Six. uh, You know, that was how it worked. When I was dairy manager, and that was, um, you know, that well, then it was expected of me. Well, you're a manager. And here's the thing about being a dairy manager. (coughs) You were a manager when it was convenient for the actual managers. So, if they were to say you know, you're off for two days and they decide to walk into your dairy cooler and rearrange the whole fucking thing on you. Well, it's like, well, you know, I'm the manager. (laughs) Ha ha ha. But then when it came time to be like, oh, well, you know, yeah, okay. So you get like, you know, nine hours between shifts. But, uh, I mean, you are the dairy manager. It it would be shit like that. Uh, you know, it, it would be expected of me to make that sacrifice. I'm like, oh, look, just because you're paying me like an extra dollar and a half an hour, uh doesn't mean that, like, I'm willing to just – I'm still a human being. Like you said, I have to go home. I have to unwind, eat, shower, and then, like, I'm going to watch U- uh, YouTube or something. Like, I-, I can't just go to bed. That's not how humans are wired. I am sure that
0: anyone who has ever worked in the service industry can definitely relate to what Zach is talking about. It's something we talked about quite a bit in that episode, The Art of the Clopin, sales tales, the Paul and All bonus episode, available right now at patreon.com slash shelves, along with so many other things. Go check it out the chorus of the of the song kind of the main part i'm particularly talking about is the clock strikes 12 unleashes hell it's new year's evil
2: that's dun, what i thought dun, you were talking nah.
0: about. because no, the, the the guitar part sort of comes in there and we never we got pretty far like we got i think the entire music laid down, we just never actually recorded the vocals over I, it. I record my vocals in my car. Like right. if, if I'm being honest. Which because I, I, then I think at that point you didn't have a car. I did not have a car. Right, but now you do, so now we might have a space yeah, we can record to record the lyrics um, without the potential of you know getting anywhere else uh, as I just said moments ago. That's why I don't sing at my house. The reason I record in my
1: car is because I don't want my neighbors because like, sometimes you gotta take three or four tries and you don't want to sound like a goofball to your neighbors every day.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so, but so yes, I was, I was thinking about it the other day and thinking about how it's been a year and I'm not saying you aren't different than who you were a year ago, but I think you and I, and I, and I've been told this by several people and on one hand, I take it as a huge compliment. On the other hand, it's almost embarrassing where I was last year versus where I am this year. But I'm a very, very different person. I have a very different outlook. I have a very different perception of a lot of things. I'm much better and much healthier mentally. Maybe not physically because I'm eating a lot more fast food than I used to. But I'm I'm a lot better mentally This year, not last year This year (laughs) than I was last year At this time Now you were here, again A bunch of my friends, I would maybe talk to them every day Or every few days or whatever You were here physically with me Without going into too much detail Because again, that's not necessarily something That I want to get out there But just in terms of even how I acted The stuff I was writing, whatever Would you say I'm better Than I was last year? a lot happier for sure. Definitely. Yes. Um, and so being and thinking about sort of things, having been in that negative like, headspace and, and this, the concept of new year's evil, I think could still work. And I'm, I, I think it's kind of funny cause I don't think WWE has given credit to the person who came up with that idea. He worked for them at one point. Now he doesn't and whatever. And, uh, he worked for them at several points actually. Um, but they've decided to send. So now, of course, I feel like with me being a wrestling fan and the fact that they're kind of making this as like a, hey, we're doing this. I feel like if we put this out, people will be like, oh, you're just taking it, which is not true. I'm taking it from the old abandoned idea from like two decades ago for the record. Um, I still think we could put it out. I think it would be funny. But it just kind of it popped into my head. And when I was thinking recently about like, oh, you know, get Ryan on the show and talk about stuff that we did. And in, in my mind, I'm like, I wonder if by writing those lyrics and maybe not completing the song, we did cause the pandemic of 2020. We caused it. is what this is going to be. You know, we caused yeah. the 2020 pandemic because clickbait and all that. But- I don't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but now that I've kind of laid all of this out there what do you again this, you know half jokingly i i kind of was like we caused the thing but like it stands to reason right like yeah i mean well f- first off
1: looking back at the music we wrote i feel like if we were to cuz one song has the 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 lyrics and everything like we have we have vocals recorded for it Oh, that's right. We could actually put that out. That's
0: not that's a Well but I
1: mean if you like I haven't listened to this music in almost a year
0: now. Same.
1: Well, so if you if so, you go back and listen to it now, do you even feel the same way? Like would you still want to release that song as a as a song? Or do you not even
0: So it's it's difficult for me with stuff like that because I Okay, let's see how how deep do we want to get into the embarrassment here? Well, I understand
1: I understand what you're going to say like that was a that was something that happened. Well, no, be- not even
0: not even that. No, that that's true, but no, um many 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 years ago when I thought that I could be a rapper. And I I've said it before and I'll say it again, somewhere out there on the internet are two mixtapes of your boy me and you know, I feel like I should offer. That was a his prize. rap name. No, it was actually there is ya a rap... boy me. I was gonna say there is a rapper who goes by the name Ya Boy. Um, huh. But uh, no, I feel like I should offer some sort of prize if anybody could could find if those. They're, if they're found, yeah. return them to. Um, to well, like... I have them somewhere. I have all the stuff <laughs> that I that I did. Um, but yes, there are two mixtapes of me. But the. So, uh, it, uh, I write things, whether it's music or poetry or scripts or whatever, because I have something to say. Now, so I'll, I'll use the the this one um, the one of the rap mixtapes that I did. I used beats from other, um, you know, other rap beats that had already existed. I made one or two of my own. They were not good at all. Um, I was. Feuding beefing, as they say in the rap industry with a former friend of mine, um, childish stuff. The lyrics I said, not so childish because I, I kinda, I went after him like really badly. Um, but when I put it out, like I, I I wrote it, I produced it, recorded all that stuff. And I put it all out by the time I was done and ready to release it. I even put out, I I think maybe a video or something with it where I said like, listen, I wrote all of this like months ago when I was much angrier and whatever, like I'm putting this out there because it's something that I did. It's something that I'm like proud to like show off my skills, quote unquote, But I don't feel this way anymore about this person. It's one of those things where I I gave the person too much of my energy that I shouldn't have. And so it was like, I'm done. Like, because, you know, and I'm sure, I know you don't necessarily listen to rap that much, but I'm sure anybody out there who knows you put something out there, then somebody has to respond. And then it's like, well, then does the original person respond? And is it going to be a back and forth or whatever? So like my thought at that point was I've made this, I got out everything I wanted to say. If he wants to respond, that's on him. But like mentally I am moving on from this situation. I I'm not in this headspace anymore. It, it is what it is. He heard it. He got mad. I'm going to write something to he couldn't cuz he's not that good at writing that sort of stuff in my opinion.
1: <laughs> in the a... flames are lit again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, <laughs> um but uh yeah, I just it was it, like and he got and I I tried telling him like I I'm not in that headspace anymore like if you want to come after me or whatever go ahead but like i'm 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 done i put it out there because i spent the time working on it and and i i again i thought that there were like some good rhymes that i got in there and and stuff like that but like i was just i was done with the whole situation sort of thing you know but I would feel similarly with this. I think where like, I'm not in that headspace anymore, but like we put so much time and effort into writing this and trying to get it made that I'm sure we could do it, but I'm sure there would be some things where we look at it now going like, could we make it better? Would it ruin what it originally was? Do I still feel that same way? No. As you may be aware, uh, not only do I write songs, as discussed in this episode, I also write scripts, films, television, so on and so forth, and there is uh, several episodes of Paul and All, available early and uninterrupted on our Patreon. They will, of course, be coming out very soon in this main feed, where I've searched through the archives, through the vault of all things clock shelves, and found an old script that I wrote, got my actor friend Ellsworth to sit in on Uh, me reading it, and we sort of discuss it, critique and criticize. So here is a clip from one of the many episodes upcoming, uh, Vice, where you get to hear us sort of talk about the script that I wrote. So here is a clip of me reading and Ellsworth reacting a bit to Vice. Because I feel like Jake's such like... Like, I feel like he's going to be our, like, as long as, I almost feel like what, as long as, like, he, I feel like Carl needs to trip and fall along the way.
1: Let's so let's see what I,
0: happens. Okay, let's see what happens. Let's <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, dude, I broke the ice cream out, man. I'm fucking enjoying myself. <laughs> Uh, Cut to Interior Precinct, Captain Adele's office moments later. Upon entering the office, Captain Adele is sitting at his desk. Another man, Agent Gillis, 40s, is standing to the side. Captain Adele motions for Carl to sit. Captain Adele, Carl, I called you in here because I found out some interesting news. Carl, yes? Captain Adele pointing to Gillis. This is Agent Gillis from the Bureau. Seems you two have something in common. Carl turns his attention to Agent Gillis. Agent, yeah, Agent Gillis. It's come to our attention that you've been investigating the illegal gambling dealings of one Jake Sterling. Carl. He and his wife, yes. Agent Gillis. Yes, well, we've also been on their trail, and we were hoping to spread the wealth, share some information. Carl looks at Agent Gillis hesitantly. Carl. Carl. That's all well and good, but how do I know you won't go all fed on me? Me and my guys do all the legwork. You swoop in, take all the credit, and make national headlines. Agent Gillis. Are you in this for the headlines or because you want to do the right thing? Carl. That didn't answer my question. Agent Gillis. And you didn't answer mine. Awkward silence. Finally, Captain Adele speaks up. Captain Adele. Officer Hawks. You may at least want to hear what Agent Gillis has to say. Carl looks at Gillis, waiting for him to speak. Agent Gillis, we have a man on the inside. Carl is shocked. Agent Gillis, we've had him in for a while. He's worked his way up pretty high. Whereas, from what I hear, you already blew your chance at undercover work. So, officer, what'll it be? Team up with the big boys for a chance to nab the big bad gambler and risk a chance at losing national headlines or hopelessly trying to dig up dirt on a guy who already knows you're after him, thereby surely losing your chance at national headlines. There's I like this guy. I like this guy. (laughs) But like, what... How much of it would I want to keep? You know what I mean. It's like the the. Well, that's what
1: I mean is if we start if we start messing with it, it will end up being a different song because we are different people now. Like if I if I go back and rewrite any of my if I just pick a song from I think most of my songs are two years old now at this point. If I go back and pick one of them and rewrite it now, I already started messing with "Life Goes On." That was the first song I ever wrote. I started messing with it. It's not even, it's a different song now because I learned how to play new stuff on the guitar. I I'm not in that specific headspace that I was that night that night when I was recording the music video, I fell down my steps (laughs) because it was raining outside and I didn't know that it froze.
0: Well, that's, and it's like, like one of the things that immediately comes to mind is like, um, not that uh, Wonderwall. You know, he, he wrote that... If I'm not mistaken, he wrote that for his wife, who had been his girlfriend for such a long time, and then became his wife, I think mother of his kids, whatever, and they've since split up. Now, that's like... I mean, they have other songs, but that's like the Oasis song. You know what I mean? Like, if yeah. you if you had to pick, like, that's the one... As far as I know, he doesn't like to play that song one because it became like, almost not that they're a one-hit wonder because I don't believe that, but that became like the thing. It's like Free
1: Bird. You know what well, I most, mean? Yeah, most bands don't like their their biggest hits because it's not they they didn't write that intending for that to be their their explosion song, right? And when it is, they're like, I have so many better songs,
0: and it's but and and it's it is that, but it's the other thing of like. It's about his ex wife. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, like, is that something that he wants to be up on stage playing every night? Especially like if he's dating somebody new. I was gonna
1: say, yeah, like if he if he has a new girlfriend, should he really be singing that song?
0: Right. It, yeah, I agree. You know what I mean. So, like, there is there is that aspect to it too. Now, for the record, the songs that we the, that we were doing, not all of them were like sappy breakup songs new year's evil has absolutely nothing to do with breakups or
1: realistically i think there was only one that was like that was sad the rest of them were either slow and meh like not meh i guess meh would be the the, well because so that's the general term because we weren't really happy and then there was a point where we weren't happy or sad we were just
0: existing. Yeah, <laughs> like we'll see and so that goes into like the conversation that we lost in the last time that we were recording because we don't want to we there's no way we could ever recreate that. But one of the things that we talked about and we've since talked about personally and it's it's like almost a joke between us now is the fact that Ryan and I come from extremely opposite ends of the musical spectrum. Like when I would I would sit here and I would say I want The stuff to sound like this and this and I would be playing like I'd I'd play like some Beatles. I'd play some Led Zeppelin. I'd play some meatloaf. I'd play some maybe Oasis. You know what I mean? Like I'd play even something, quote unquote, harder, like a Black Sabbath or whatever. And Ryan just kind of like scoffed and be like, weak because that's not that's not what you so like name some bands for people who may not know like name some stuff that you listen to
1: uh after the burials one of the big bands um not like a a huge band that I'm a fan of but I do listen I like their music there's oh man <laughs> it's just heavy heavy stuff
0: well what was it you said like where we meet sort of in the middle. It's not, maybe not the best example, but like Metallica would probably be where we meet in the middle. That's like the lowest you go on the heavy spectrum. And it's arguably the highest I go on the heavy spectrum. Like I don't necessarily, not that I wouldn't because I have, like you've played me stuff and I've listened to it, yeah. but like I wouldn't necessarily choose to listen to anything heavier than Metallica but you pretty much wouldn't listen to anything less heavy than Metallica. Not that either of us listen to Metallica, really. Yeah, Metallica.
1: Anyway. Metallica is not really a, a huge band on my list. Same here. But just on like on a, on a scale of Nickelback, I guess they'll be the lowest. <laughs>
0: Well, this is on the internet. So that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Um, people, It's funny because like people who like Nickelback get really upset where they're like, do you ever see that one thing where it was like, uh, where it was Deadpool, um, in the, like the buildup for, I think it was for Deadpool two. And they did like a, a spoof of, um, probably photograph. No, no, no. They did a spoof of the cutaway scenes from the princess bride. You've seen The Princess Bride, right? Yeah, but I've ne- I have don't know what you're... Uh... You, okay, you know The Princess Bride, right? Like, where it cuts back to the grandfather telling the story... Yeah. ...to Fred Savage as, like, a kid. Okay. So, there was... A th- and I think it was Fred Savage. I think it was, like, Deadpool... Or maybe it wasn't the... It wasn't Deadpool 2. It was the... Like, when they recut it to be, like, PG-13 or whatever. Yeah. So, it was Deadpool telling the story of Deadpool 2... To Fred Savage, but Fred Savage is now an adult, okay? And so he's telling him this and whatever, and and Fred Savage is there in bed and, like, just like he is in the movie, but it's just him as an adult now. But um, at one point, they say something about, about, you know, Nickelback is terrible, and he goes on this whole rant about, like, this many number one albums and number one singles and... And, you know, what is it? The Canadian Hall of Fame or something like that. And, like, you know, all these things. And he's just, you know, this many records sold and all this stuff. And he's just like, so really, are they the worst thing? Whatever. And people who like Nickelback were like, he gets it. Yes. This is what we've been saying. Screw you, Internet trolls. Like, (laughs) Do you want to know?
1: Okay. So the best Nickelback concert that I saw on YouTube is where Nickelback plays Metallica songs.
0: Okay.
1: They're great as a cover. A lot of people in my area of music don't like them because they tried to be a heavier band. Like, Corey Taylor from Slipknot, he has two bands. He has, like, a, a regular rock band, like Nickelback, where they're stone sour. And he's also the vocalist for Slipknot, where he's not... He's not trying to make one band hard and one band a soft band. like. I mean, he's not trying to make Stone Sour a heavy band because they're not. But Nickelback tried to do that where they went, they tried to make heavy songs. And it was like, you can't, you can't be a number one pop star and also a heavy band. You can't, you got to pick one.
0: No, see, I disagree. Ice-T, the rapper Ice-T has his rap Stuff that he, well, yeah, does. he has body, bag. he has body count. By the way, that I I think that's heavy. Like, Did I say body bag? I think you might have, but body count. I like them. That's I mean, that's I that's, saw him
1: and I saw that at saw him, saw that band at yeah. uh,
0: now that's that's probably on the on the lower end of heavy for you, yeah, but that's probably on the higher end of heavy for me. I really like body count. Um, they're actually one of the they're in almost a uh constant rotation on my Pandora hmm. um, but I yeah so I would disagree where you you say you can't do he he does he's he's I mean granted they're both hardcore and he, he does he does like but they're the not, same lyrical style but, in terms of like
1: what he talks about but he's doing it the way Corey Taylor did it like I just said where he has two separate things yes he is not nickelback the, the nighttime crowd Nickelback and the daytime crowd Nickelback. Like, but then
0: again, and I mean, granted, it was in a time when there wasn't as many things out there musically. Led Zeppelin, people say they disagreed with it, but people say that they are like the founders of heavy metal
1: because, like, John oh, I Bonham's mean, drumming. You could, you could but, use everything as like a an intro to heavy metal because everything helped. No, no, but, but,
0: but they, like there are, there are music critics who say that. And like Led Zeppelin is like, no, we're not like, they're like a third, more than a third of our stuff is folk music. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like you listen to just Led Zeppelin three or Led Zeppelin four, which is four is contains stairway to heaven. I know you know that. And many people may know that, but just as a point of reference, and three, there's a lot of like acoustic and and folk type stuff. But like if you listen from one to the other, they do a lot of div- even even physical graffiti, which was a double album. They have a lot of different stuff because they were able to kind of move along that thing very easily. Where they would do this song, which is just like at one and, you know just like a mandolin instead of a guitar and he's just doing like a mandolin and it's it's Robert Plant singing and then in the next one John Bonham would come in with the pounding drums and you know whatever so they i mean you can you can do it i think i just think but you need to It depends on how heavy you want to go like Nickelback... Well yeah cuz they didn't like Zeppelin obviously if they didn't even consider themselves heavy metal they didn't go like yeah. super
1: From heavy what I understand Nickelback tried to go like like drop drop tuning yeah is a sign of like heavy music and mm-hmm. they tried to from what i understand they tried to go a couple notches above where they were okayed by the the population is <laughs> <laughs> the only way i could say it like they they were just kind of told like hey stay in your
0: lane that like that's because the but See i got to to be fair and not that i want to be the nickelback defender but like i kind of i can kind of Be cool with that because like going outside of your comfort zone is like a, it's a fun, interesting thing. Like that's, that's the whole thing that a lot of bands face with like their sophomore. I mean, how many times have you heard about that? Where like the sophomore album is like the one where they either fall off or people really like it because it's either they, they did the same thing. And it's not just music film it's the same thing you know what i mean does a director what does a director do for their second one do they make almost a carbon copy of the, the first movie that they did do they go completely out of the box do they whatever but that's
1: that's kind of different though in my opinion because as a as a director you would want to show your wide variety of stuff like but some people go back is what, what would be the opposite of selling out selling in like when okay, so like the the music I listen to that the heavy screams the the loud breakdowns the yes
0: or no pig squeals. Yes. We've talked about this before, but I don't remember the
1: yes. But there's a like I don't believe in inward screaming. I don't I don't like that. I don't know what that means, but okay. Like in gotcha. you breathe inward to scream gotcha. to make the noise. Um, but oh, I don't remember what I was saying.
0: Selling in oh
1: yeah the the music I listen to if they were to try to write a pop song, people would say that they're they're selling out. Nickelback kind of tried to change their and bring the their normal pop crowd with them over to the heavy side while introducing the heavy people to their pop side and it just it it well, but, but you heads. look at
0: you look at like a like a fallout boy. Who started out like super indie, and then kind of—I mean, some people might say they sold out. Well, a lot, but, exactly. A lot of people believe that, at, like, because if you listen to "Thanks for the Memories," yeah,
1: versus—I mean, any of their new songs, they're they're way more pop than than emo indie like they started. Well,
0: then again, you talk to some like some of the true fans who have been around since the very beginning, and "Thanks for the Memories" is very pop. Yeah, in comparison to their early like like when they would do um, what's what the hell is that first one? My I don't even remember. It's like because they do super long titles that like they're <laughs> yeah. funny. Like if you get them, no, but they're now, funny. Now people are making jokes
1: about even Panic at the Disco. They they were Panic at the Disco when they wrote I write sins not tragedies, and now that they're getting more towards gospel and uh, High Hopes. Yeah. It's now the Brendan Urie project. Okay. because You know what I mean? Like, they're yeah. no longer a band. They don't need the band. It's him. That's yeah. That's all anybody cares about now.
0: Well, that's... I mean, that, that tends to happen with bands. Because, like... And I'm sure you know this with your dad being such a huge fan and whatever. Marilyn Manson originally started out as Marilyn Manson and the Spooky Kids. Yeah. And then it got dropped because it was just Marilyn. And then after a certain point... The original band members weren't there, and it was just him with whoever he could get in the studio with him. Yeah. You know? Um, Paul McCartney did a similar thing. Well, it's not the same, but it's similar in like like John Lennon. Like when the Beatles kind of split, John Lennon was like, we're going to. And, and that's why it was John Lennon and the plastic Ono band, because it was plastic. It could be molded and formed however he needed it. If he could get these people in the studio with him for this song that's what it would be if he could get these people for the you know P, person a b and c for song 1 d e and f for song 2 whatever there was no fixed band now if he could get person a to be on both records that's great you know whatever whereas paul but he but it was also a thing where he wanted it to be his name out there not necessarily for a selfish reason but partly because it would sell yeah, yeah records i mean yeah, i people, guess that is i guess people that is would be selfish. more
1: interested. yeah but i mean you wouldn't want you wouldn't want to put your heart and soul into something and then put somebody else's name on it and then be like all right well i don't care about that guy so why would i listen to this
0: but at all? paul mccartney on the other hand especially because they had such the falling out that they did paul mccartney on the other hand was like like he did a few albums on his own but then he formed a new band Wings. Now, sometimes it was Paul McCartney and Wings, but he's just like, I want it to just be Wings. I'm part of this band. And then it became him, his wife, and one other guy were like the three main people that stayed and they would get different session musicians. And now it's to the point where he pretty much does, if there's 10 musical parts on an album, he does eight of them Yeah, because he's always been able to do Guitar, bass, drums, all that stuff. He'll get maybe a person in to do, like, a violin or something if he wants it for, like, a particular album. But he's very much almost like a a Rob Zombie in that way of, like, I'm just going to do all the instruments myself unless there's something I can't do. Or a Trent Reznor, same thing. I was going to say Trent Reznor. And then go um, out on tour, and it's different touring musicians to play all of those parts.
1: Well, Trent Reznor has a lot of the same musicians now. He just tends to stick with the same the same people
0: when he's t- when he tours yeah. but when he's
1: in the studio, it's just him. Well, I mean, he has a drummer and he has, well, if he's not using drum pads. Yeah. Uh, and then he has a guy who sort of specializes in the, the synth area.
0: All right. Interrupting the episode once again, to play you yet another clip from a Paul and all bonus episode. Uh, only available on our Patreon page, available exclusively there. You're going to hear a minor uh, cut in this clip only because names are named, much like in the clip you heard earlier. Uh, This is once again me discussing working at the blasted grocery store and the time that I got accused of sexual harassment for stopping a rumor what hear about that and more on patreon.com slash clock shelves available right now but as a little taste a little tease for you here is a clip of that let's well let's put it into perspective of I couldn't have been more than 22 23 at the time so it was even before you and I had ever met um and she was probably 19 20 maybe 21 at the time. So when I say young lady, it's not 30-year-old Paul saying young lady. It's, you know, early 20-year-old Paul saying young lady. Um but this young lady gets hired absolutely gorgeous. The the instant crush of all the guys of that age that worked there. So they're all Somehow, some way, shooting their shot with her. I'm not a shoot your shot type of person because i I look like I look so I know better. so um, I you know, we were friends on Facebook, we would talk and whatever, and um somehow or another, one of the guys in seafood, which was also very much near uh, the produce department, says to me, "Oh, yeah' So I heard you and this young lady, it doesn't matter. Her name was, it doesn't matter. Cause I don't think anybody would ever be able to find her at this point, but that was her name. You know? Oh yeah. I heard you two are hooking up. He used worse language that I will not use just out of decency, but you know, basically he heard that we were hooking up and whatever. Now me, now most guys I think would be like,
2: yeah,
0: whatever. Even if they weren't, they would want to, you know, quote, unquote, take credit for that. That's not my style because
2: I don't I never got people like that. Like (laughs) that's, uh, you know, so risky to of a lie. I mean, if you were to be like, yeah, that's right. You did hear right. And then like she shot it down or there were tons of other people that just proved you wrong. Then you look like an idiot. Like it's it's one of those lies that can almost easily be uncovered.
1: But um, even oh, why can't I remember his name? Dave Grohl. He he basically tracked his whole first album with the Foo Fighters. Yeah. Because he he's a a great drummer. A well, see, great there guitarist, go. Want a talk great To somebody vocalist.
0: who who changed. I'm not not saying that he said, "Hey, they, Nirvana well, fans, you're going to come." They didn't want to
1: gonna... be grunge though. Nirvana hated that thing. No, no, rush. no, I
0: understand, but I'm just saying, but like you listen to what Nirvana did and you listen to well, what... Foo, Fu- And it's not... He, I don't... He wasn't really the
1: front man though, so with no. that...
0: No, you're right. You know you're what right. I mean?
1: Like, it, well, yeah, I feel like the music was written more by Kurt than... Yes. So... Well, that's,
0: that's, that's a... Not, to, not saying that I'm comparing Dave Grohl to Ringo Starr, but that's very much a Ringo Starr sort of thing. You listen to what the Beatles did... A lot of my I mean, you know this and and people listening may know this as well. As much as I, I know and you and I we have talked about music almost this entire last year. Anytime we're together, we could have like a really good, decent conversation about music. Somehow, some way I always bring it back to Beatles or Led Zeppelin, just like I always bring something back to wrestling. Like we talk these about are my, what you know. These like, are my yeah, these yeah. are my they're they're my touchstones, basically. Um But with the Beatles it was John and Paul would have maybe, at the in the beginning, or, you know, towards the middle, would have maybe half an album. Uh, jo- uh, George Harrison might get a few songs here or there, and then there would be covers or whatever, and then they would either write something for Ringo Starr to sing, maybe one or two, or they would have him do, like, a cover of something. But then if you ever listened to anything Ringo Starr did solo where he sang, and he played drums, of course, but he he was, like, the lead singer. It is, like, wildly different than anything else, really, than than not only the Beatles did as a group, but that any of them did separately. Because he kind of did, like, takes on, like, not classic music, in terms of, like, Beethoven or Bach or anything like that. But he took, like, songs from, like, the 30s and 40s and like made them like kind of more so almost like swing like Yeah, but he but he didn't do swing. It was okay, so you know because we talked about this it privately once before the postmodern jukebox, right? Yeah. Where they take like modern music, make it swing music. Yeah. He would do almost the opposite where he would take maybe some swing music or even like an Elvis type thing, which Elvis was rock and roll and whatever, um or or like blues type stuff. But he would make it more 60s, 70s, where maybe it would have, like, some disco influence or something like that. You know what I mean? So yep. he would do that sort of thing. Um, but it's that was incredibly different than what almost any of the other Beatles were doing at that time in their solo careers. Yeah. I mean, except for Paul McCartney. Wings did some. Uh, Silly Love Songs is 100% a disco song. like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do, 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 do. Like that's disco if there ever was a disco song. Um, I think the only thing more disco than that is the Bee Gees. Um. Well,
1: from what I understand, they don't even like that—that that they are known for disco. Who's that? The Bee Gees? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. From what I understand, like, okay, so when you think Bee Gees, name the song.
0: Um. Oh my gosh, I could l- tell you the lyrics. Uh, staying alive.
1: Staying alive. Yeah. From what I understand, that was the one song on that on that album that was disco, and that's the one song that took off, and, like, it wasn't, it wasn't like a one-hit wonder situation. If you were into them, you were into them, but that's the song that blew up, and they were like, come on.
0: Yeah. Really? Well, that's, I mean, going back to, to sort of our thing, the one song that we did, which is like the sad, heartbroken, lovey-dovey type thing, that's like the one song like that but we kind of even we looked at each other and even knowing that that wasn't like you were you were gracious enough to sort of lower your yourself in terms of if we're saying for me again we'll say uh, like a metallica or like a body count is like the highest i would go in terms of heavy and they would be the lowest you would go in terms of heavy you lowered yourself even more to sort of meet what i wanted These songs to be now we we had talked about, you know, having like kind of letting you do your thing on, you know, one or two songs or whatever. But of all of the stuff that I had written and kind of like was we were we were producing at the time. It was very on the like extreme low end of the spectrum for you. Like Ryan very much like helped me out with like expressing what I was trying to express versus Hey, let's come out this together, sort of thing. But like we, as we were going through, and like I said, we had five. I think we ultimately expanded that to be maybe a full twelve. I for think like we, an album. We
1: we have an idea for twelve. Like we have five, thought through and and planned out. And then we were like after we released those five for the EP, the plan is to release the whole twelve as the album.
0: Yes. Um. And we, but, like, of that, the one, like, we kind of looked and we were like, well, what could be, like, our single? Like, obviously New Year's Evil, because it was, like, the title thing, and we were like, oh, we could put it out right around the time of New Year's and whatever. But then we, correct me if I'm wrong, because maybe I'm just remembering this wrong, but, like, we kind of listened and we were like, oh, this sappy, heartbroken song, which is the only one that is fully completed, well... Uh, it's arguably a demo version, but it's, yeah, it's for there's all vocals. And purposes, you could hear the words yeah, and... for all intents and purposes, it's a complete. It's, it's the most completed out of any of the songs. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. um, but that one would probably be like the quote unquote single of well, this thing, right? And like we kind of it, l-
1: it depends because when I when I think of releasing a single, I think of releasing something that expresses what the the whole album's going to be. Where, like, if people hear that single and they're like, oh, it's going to be a sad, sappy album, but it's, like, that's the only sad, sappy song we have, so don't judge the whole album based off that. Yes. And, like, if we released, that would be one single, and then New Year's Evil would be the other single. like Which
0: is, I'm very much a fan of that, and I want to say, it wasn't always, but I want to say that, the, again, the Beatles would tend to do that. Where whether it was an A-side, B-side sort of thing or whatever, but where they would have like a, especially in the beginning when a lot of their songs were like, I want to express how much I love you, whether it's I want to hold your hand, love me do, eight days a week, like all that sort of stuff where it's like I have so much love for you and I need to express it in these wild ways through song because that's arguably what – Whether even, again, something as simple as I want to hold your hand. Like, I love you so much, I literally – I just want to hold your hand, you know? Yep. But then they would do stuff where it was not deeper, not darker, but it was like a different take, almost a different side of them as either, again, the B side or the follow-up single or – Whatever, you know what I mean? Something that, that showed a range.
1: Yeah, because you wouldn't want to... If your whole album's heavy metal and you have one song that's acoustic, you wouldn't want to release the one acoustic song.
0: But now your record label
1: might because... Well, you could release the one acoustic song and the heavy songs, yes. but you wouldn't want to just release the acoustic because that throws off the whole the whole experience. First off, any previous fans you have are going to be like, well, wait a second. You changed the your whole thing is changed now.
0: So what you're saying is we should not include the sappy love song at the end of this episode because it doesn't play up what the whole musical piece was about.
1: Well, we can <laughs> we can release it, but as long as they understand that that's not the only there, there's a, the album has
0: a broader spectrum than that. Yes. You know. Yeah. No, that's absolutely true. And 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 yeah. No, that's. I'd like to finish it. I don't know when we'll have time. I feel like we should... Excuse me. I feel like we should try maybe within the next few days, and people will know by the time this is out whether it's happened or not, but I feel like maybe within the next few days to a week before the official end of the year and so we could release this episode, I feel like we should try somehow, some way to get the lyrics of the New Year's Evil song done, and maybe we could put both the New Year's Evil song and the other song is called A Cry. So if if the fact that we were saying sappy, heartbroken, love song didn't sum it up enough, the, the song is literally called A Cry. So if you didn't get the fact that it's a sappy, heartbroken, lovey-dovey song, the title should give you that information in full. Um... But what do you think – would you – would you a year later, would you be interested in – maybe not – I mean, we'd have to kind of go back and listen to everything that we have, which I still do. I still have it all on here on this computer with on which we are recording this episode. Um, I mean, literally right after this, I'm down to
1: listen to it. <laughs> st- literally start doing this. Well, egg.
0: after this, I, I mean, I don't know how much more we, we have to go, but after this, I need to get a drink because, believe it or not, I went into this before getting a drink of, of anything. I normally always have a drink prepared so that I can take a drink because you might be able to hear it in my voice. My voice is getting a, maybe a little bit deeper, a little bit drier, um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Maybe it gives me that, that sexy quality. My voice goes deeper and I go deeper, as you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's Already been expressed deeper, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> I said sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I just like I said, I wanted to, I, I just, I wanted to again, I knew we wouldn't be able to recreate the same, uh thing about music we did get to talk about music oh no, yeah and
1: we even i mean we recorded that so long ago the only way we could have recorded that exact thing is recorded the very next day yeah or as soon as you were like oh it's gone
0: right now the one thing we did get from that recording was the metallica comparison as sort of the, the benchmark yeah. um i don't even remember how it came about but what the, the the story that I remember telling and I could tell it briefly but it won't because it's not in context or whatever it might make you laugh uh, might make some people out there laugh. There's a guy I used to work with um, he's since passed away he liked to consider himself a big music buff and whatever and he was always like finding these these things whatever and he was he was I don't remember how this came up even wh- when we were talking about it but he was You know, trying to hit me on to, like, hey, man, I I started listening to this new band. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, they're called Placebo. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, P-L-A-C-E-B-O. And I'm like, Placebo? And he's like, no, 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 I'm pretty sure it's Placebo. And it was, like, me and, like, one other guy. Now, I'd never listened. I still don't think I've ever listened to the band. But, like, it was me and one of the other guys at work. It was actually the guy um, who I showed you in the picture earlier, pre-this recording. that I went to New Jersey with, um, I'm pretty sure it was him as well, where he's just like, nah, dude, he's like, I've listened to them, like, it's placebo, whatever, he's like, no, 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 man, it's placebo, and then it was, like, two weeks later, I'd forgotten the entire thing, and he's like, so, um, yeah, I, uh, I listened to, like, some more stuff by them, and, like, I was watching, like, YouTube, and, like, they were doing interviews, and, like, it turns out you were right, like, it is placebo, like, I, I would have never known, because it's placebo, like, that's what it looks like, I'm just like you know, hand on forehead if you couldn't if you couldn't hear that, um, face palm as they say.
1: I remember how that came about. Uh the band that I listened to, Alisana okay. is referred to as Alisana, Alisina, and Alisana. And the crowd one night was like arguing with him. They're like, Uh, actually it's Alisana and he's like, Uh, I'm the one who came up with the name I think I know how to pronounce it. Right. You know, like the, the crowd was like, "You're pronouncing it wrong." They're like, "It's our band." Yeah, we named it.
0: Yeah, that o- that sort of thing always makes me laugh. Where it. it's like, "You don't know how to pronounce this thing that you did." You know? Yeah, like, like, he's like, "I, it's, I like it. people, it's like when people argue. Um, my my mother. I don't, maybe I told this the last time, but my mother has a friend. Her name is Can Dance, not Candance, but Can Dance, as in something able to be done. Hmm. Um, she watches a YouTuber who is Colleen, not Colleen, Colleen. There's a girl at work, and I've asked her specifically, how is your name pronounced? It's Juliana. Even though more than half the people there say Juliana, I say Juliana because I asked her, how is your name pronounced? Because yep. it's important. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like,
1: like my name is Ryan, but if every time somebody saw me, they called me Brian, it's well, like, that's what so, do you, so funny
0: thing. So, like, I've been I've been rewatching, um, comic book men, right? The guy beard guy on there, Brian. His name is B R Y A N. Yeah. Okay. On several of the podcasts over the years, they've told a story. I think at one point, because him and Kevin Smith had a falling out, right before was made. That's why he wasn't involved in any way in Clerks, even though he was the basis for one of the characters, whereas Walt played like five different parts in the first movie. Um, I think it was because Brian started dating a girl who Kevin used to date. Okay. Or something like that. When, which, when you're in, when you're from an incredibly small town, we know this, and you're in your... Early to mid-twenties, like, that's still an important thing when your ex dates a friend of yours, whatever. Because, you know, whatever. So, um, I think it was that. If not, it was a—anyway, it was some girl wrote him a breakup letter and and spelled—and called—in the letter, called him Brain instead of Brian. (laughs) The unfortunate part is, not only did she spell Brian brain, his Brian has a Y, not an I.
1: Yeah.
0: So she got it wrong on two fronts. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> she yeah. got it wrong twice over. Um, but something we didn't get wrong is finally getting this recording done. Um, we did the year in Paul and All right everybody i think there was there was there's room for improvement as always i think um and we are excited about a lot of the things that we have coming up next year with regards to paul and all, with regards to mcu and me we got some fun other stuff that we're going to be doing um did you have anything else that you wanted to say before we like sort of unless you had more to talk about before we wrap it up
1: uh, no,
0: nothing that I can think of. Okay. Did we, we covered a lot. We covered like all the points, right? Like we, cause Ryan kept it. So, so a little peek behind the microphone, Ryan knows, cause we've talked about it, how I sort of like the concept of sometimes the guests don't know what the episodes are about. Um, if you listen to previous episodes, you've heard Jake say that all the time. We're pretty much nine times out of 10, if I message him hey, you You know, I have, a, I have an idea for an episode, are you free? And he'll be like, yeah, because he wants to see what I have in mind, and, you know, he'll trust me, whatever. Ellsworth is very much the same way, where I'm just like, hey, I have an idea, whatever. Ryan knew I had an idea, he was texting me all day, what do I need? What do I need to bring? What do I, like, what? And I'm just like, Cause, you know, it was kind of like, are we going to discuss the fact that we lost the previous time we talked about music? Yes. But there's something else. That being, I think we caused the pandemic of 2020. You didn't know that was coming up. Um, but uh, but Ryan trusts me enough to know that. Well, I think he trusts me enough as much as everybody else trusts me that no matter what, I can carry a conversation <laughs> if need be. Um, but, uh, yeah. So I know that was something we wanted to talk about. Um, I think we're officially committing here that uh, now that it's because we didn't talk about it for a while like at least I didn't talk about it like publicly I would say like oh you know my cousin is here we're working on a super secret project and whatever I don't think we ever officially announced that it was a music related project so like this is a big step maybe not for you cuz you do music a lot anyway <laughs> but like for for me for clock shelves whatever it's a big step to, like, admit, like, we're kind of doing a music-related project. How do you feel being involved in that? I'm excited to be in music in any way. <laughs> Always. Um. So, yes, we are officially announcing there will be some sort of music project. Probably after you hear us talking, if we can at least get it done, you will hear... Two songs? If not, you will at least hear, would you agree, at least a cry we could put after this? At least even one. If, even if we even, don't get Even
1: it. if you want to send me the the audio and then I'll record vocals in my car so we have your version and my version, or we Ooh, could use yeah. both of our vocals on the track. Oh, we could do that, yeah. Either way. Because um, I'll record it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Come just pull up outside and airdrop it to your phone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. But yeah, so we'll we'll have we'll have something music for you after this, potentially two songs. Um, but yeah, so excited about that. Uh, if we don't have anything else, let them know Ryan where they can find you um, across the internet to maybe talk about their interests in music to get some recommendations for you for music to hear some songs. You're talking about the fact that you have songs of your own.
1: Well, in order to find my songs, you'd go on YouTube and type in Ryan Kratz, R Y A N, K R A T Z. Very simple. Um, I'm the cool one. There's like two or three other channels. I'm the real one. Uh, I have fifty subs. We could change that if you want. Um, you could find me on Instagram at Kratz fifteen, no underscores or anything. You could find me on Snapchat at Kr underscore t z ninety six
0: are you asking me or telling me
1: yeah, I think I'm asking um
0: I have no idea I could look it up really quick if you want,
1: yeah, if you guys can't find me at that uh just uh message me on Instagram, and then I mean possibly the the other thing that I was talking with you the other day, depending on how I find out about that, but I don't know if I should plug that or not.
0: Well that see that right there that's a nice little tease that we can uh we can come back to the next time you're on so his his thing is k r underscore t z 96 and just for the setup of of the the thing why is the a missing in your snapchat name ryan because i'm looking for the a
1: You know what my snap snapchat score is
0: no like 500 so what you're saying is you want to build up your score
1: well i mean have you looked at yours
0: yeah uh, i can look at mine really quick yeah
1: find Um, out what yours is and then compare it to my 500 while i'm
0: doing that i'm gonna quickly say um i am on twitter and instagram at jpgrb i'm on my second instagram jpcs.pics there's been some pictures of Ryan. Instruments that he just leaves here for a year at a time or more. Um, I take a picture of something every day. A lot of times it's food, used to be all of my t-shirts, all sorts of stuff going on there. The captions are sometimes the more important. Social media—it's at Clockshelves on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram—all of that is C L O C K S H um, E L V E S. And my Snapchat score is eight thousand eight hundred and eighty-six. Um, but then again, your current Snapchat is your third Snapchat,
1: is I that right?
0: I think it's my second. Yeah, the, the so. last one. I numbers. We
1: gotta build those numbers So we've got to pump those numbers up.
0: Yeah.
2: Alright, well, we obviously
0: don't want to make the full songs available right now, uh, so we are going to play a little tease from each song. Both songs, much like everything else, available on our Patreon page. We will be releasing the songs soon. We will also be releasing new material uh, very soon, so go ahead and check that out. But for now, here is a tease of the first two songs by Caged Serenity.
1: The stroke of midnight It causes quite The fright The tone at twelve Unleash hell It's new, it's evil It's new, it's new It's new, it's evil Know what I
0: mean A new era, new beginning but for some the inevitable and new
2: season, new destruction But someday we will all bet.